Ever discover unexpected similarities when you're exploring different cuisines? Like blending spices others determine incompatible or combining cuisines deemed far-fetched? Exactly. Cooking traditionally distinct cuisines and accidentally discovering shared flavors and techniques has always fascinated me. It's like culinary detective work, solving the case of delectable fusion dishes. And the beauty is every time, the solution is different, surprising, and absolutely captivating. Speaking of culinary puzzles, today's episode is all about fusion cuisine, the thrilling amalgamation of flavors from distant corners of the world, beautifully merged into one dish. One can't help but marvel at the innovation behind mixing unrelated ingredients and turning them into something entirely unique. Imagine French techniques meeting Korean flavors, or spicing up a classic Chinese dish with some Mexican fire. It's not merely about diversity on a plate, but it's a testament to our interconnected world. Much like music, food transcends borders and has the power to unite us all. Definitely, Chloe. Fusion cuisine is a harmonious symphony of global gastronomy. Now let's start blending those notes. So what makes fusion cuisine really stand out? Fusion cuisine is a masterstroke of creativity and culture. It's about spotting an intriguing connection between two unrelated ingredients and daring to bring them together in a dish. Remember that Korean taco we had at Kogi's in L.A.? Yes, the delicious mix of Korean barbecue wrapped in a soft tortilla. It truly showcases Chef Roy Choi's brilliance. And it's not just about the mix of flavors, but the way the ingredients from different cuisines complement and enhance each other. Exactly. But let's not forget chefs like Suser Lee. That man can mix Asian and French cuisine like a maestro conducting an orchestra. Oh, the way he balances bold Asian ingredients with refined French techniques is breathtaking. Remember his dish... Asian dates stuffed with foie gras. It defines the concept of culinary harmony. Now you're making me hungry, Chloe. That dish was indeed a beautifully crafted symphony of East meets West. But we can't forget our local heroes. Take Gorditas Doña Tota, for instance, who merges Mexican and Chinese cuisine subtly. No doubt about it. Those carnitas dumplings were a game changer. Truly speaking, fusion cuisine isn't about merely mixing. It's about appreciating the depth of different cuisines and joining them together in celebration of delicious diversity. So we've been talking about fusion cuisine and its wonderful culinary magic. But Ellie, I'm curious about how fusion cooking works with traditional recipes. Do they need to be altered or can we simply mingle ingredients from two different cuisines? Well, Chloe, it's really a mix of both. Sometimes fusion dishes require adjustments to traditional recipes, but in many cases, they creatively combine ingredients while maintaining the integrity of the original dishes. The trick lies in blending flavors while still respecting the defining characteristics of each cuisine. That makes sense, but it does bring about the challenge of finding the right balance, of holding on to the essence of the original recipe while also creating a delicious new dish. Indeed. Achieving that balance is what separates mediocre fusion dishes from truly remarkable ones. But don't forget the joy of experimenting. Take, for example, the delicious tiramisu mochi I tried recently. The combination of a classic Italian dessert with Japanese rice cakes was unusual but heavenly. The creamy, coffee-flavored mascarpone perfectly balanced with the soft, chewy mochi. Oh my, that sounds divine! It's fascinating how two flavors seemingly at odds can come together to make something so delicious. Reminds me of my version of taco ramen that I made when I was in college. It was a revelation. I stuck to the basics of a traditional ramen broth, but added in ingredients from a classic taco. 
ground beef, avocado, a bit of cheese. It was unconventional, but people loved it. See, that's the beauty of fusion, isn't it? The delicious surprises it brings to the table, literally. And we've only scratched the surface. The world of fusion cuisine is vast and delectably diverse. So Evelyn, tell us more about your exposure to French-Vietnamese fusion cuisine in Paris. Well, I had the fortune to study culinary arts in Paris, the mecca of gastronomy, and it was during my time there that I was introduced to French-Vietnamese fusion. One of the dishes that stood out was a banh mi sandwich with a French twist. Oh, I've heard of banh mi, the Vietnamese sandwich, right? What was the French twist? Yes, exactly. The banh mi is a traditional Vietnamese sandwich, but this one had a rich foie gras pâté instead of the usual liver pâté, and the addition of truffle oil just took it to another level. It was the perfect marriage of flavors, the lightness of the coriander, the crunch of the baguette, the smoothness of the foie gras. It was a revelation. It showed just how cuisines could merge beautifully to create a harmony of flavors so profound, something different yet so familiar. Wow, that sounds like quite a culinary experience. It's got me hungry. That also makes me think about this unique fusion dish that I experienced during a weekend trip with my friends. The dish was an unusual yet intriguing combination of Chinese and Mexican cuisines, which I had never thought of before. Chinese and Mexican fusion? That sounds fascinating. What was it? It was a Kung Pao chicken tacos. The tacos were served traditionally, but the filling was a mixture of Chinese Kung Pao chicken with the delightful smoky heat from Zechuan peppers. The savory, sweet, and spicy Kung Pao chicken was accentuated in these Mexican shells. I was skeptical at first, but one bite, and I was amazed at how well the spices from two different cuisines complemented each other. Ah, such culinary crossovers make you realize the potential that fusion cuisine has. It opens a whole new world of flavors, a canvas where your creativity can run wild. Although I must add, it's not just about combining two different things— it's about doing so in a manner that does justice to both. Absolutely. Fusion cuisine is about innovation without losing respect for tradition and origins. Just like our experiences, it's a journey to explore, to develop our understanding of food, flavors, and cultures. Isn't it entrancing reflecting on how our global cuisines have come to be? The development of fusion cuisine is inherently attached to the history and migration of worldwide cultures. Tell us more, Chloe. I'll start from the top. The culinary exchange has been happening since ancient times, whether it was through trade routes, invasions, or colonization. Each interaction resulted in a diffusion of culinary ideas and ingredients, which shaped regional cuisines as we know them today. Pasta from Italy, for instance, likely originated from the nomads of Central Asia. Ah, so not just fusion then, but culinary evolution? Spot on. Now, more recent waves of cultural blending came from significant socioeconomic events such as immigration, leading to the development of what we now understand as fusion cuisine. Immigrants would adapt their traditional recipes using ingredients they could find in local markets. They would also tweak flavors to appeal to the local palate, hence creating a new culinary tradition. Could you give us an example? Sure, think about early 20th century America. Immigrants from Italy, China, or Mexico who moved to the U.S. brought their culinary traditions with them, but had to modify recipes based on available ingredients and new cultural contexts. This influenced the birth of Americanized versions, and eventually fusion dishes like spaghetti with meatballs, 
General Tso's chicken or taco in a bag. Exactly, Chloe. I also believe that fusion cuisine is not just about merging ingredients from different cuisines. It's an amalgamation of stories, histories, and identities. As we make these dishes, we also blend those narratives, and to me, that's what makes fusion cuisine so emotionally evocative. Beautifully said, Evelyn. It indeed is a celebration of our shared journey as humanity. As we have traversed borders and cultures, sharing and creating, our plates are often a delicious testament to that melting pot. I really love what you mentioned earlier, Chloe, about fusion cuisine being a testament to our shared journey as humanity. It's an incredibly poignant perspective, and I very much agree with it. Yeah, can you delve into that a bit more? Absolutely. If we dwell into the deep-rooted nostalgia invoked by fusion cuisine, we can recall our grandparents, sharing family meals, stirring together ingredients brought from different parts of the world. It was the beginnings of fusion before we even had a term for it. Do you remember the dessert I shared with you during our first show? Oh, the mango-flavored gelato? Yes, that was incredible! Well, that's a perfect example of fusion, a blend of Italian dessert-making technique, gelato, with a distinctly Asian flavor, mango. It's a fitting metaphor for today's globalized palates. Fusion cuisine is a tangible manifestation of our evolving cultural landscapes and edible history, narrating the changes in our society. Gnocchi, as another example, is an Italian dish that was originally made with semolina porridge-like dough mixed with eggs. But when the potato was introduced to Italy in the 16th century, it became the primary ingredient in this classic dish. You could say gnocchi was a fusion dish before fusion became a culinary trend. That's a brilliant point, Evelyn. Who knew gnocchi had such a backstory? It's like food masala, isn't it? Blended, mixed, and pleasantly fused together. Yes, exactly. And, you know, that's why I genuinely believe that every good dish has a story. The way ingredients are combined, the techniques, the spices— they all narrate the stories of everyday folks, mighty empires, humble communities who've created and shared these recipes across generations. Speaking of blending cultures, I remember feeling slightly apprehensive when first stepping into fusion cooking. Do you share that sentiment, Evelyn? Oddly enough, yes. I wondered whether the fusion I was creating was doing justice to the cuisines being combined. Yes, exactly. I always feared that somehow I could unintentionally disrespect the culinary traditions that meant so much to people. But then, I decided to take a deep dive into understanding those traditions and cultures first, which made it easier. It became about merging stories and histories, not just ingredients. Isn't it all about that balance, though? Preserving authenticity while letting creative instincts take the reins? Indeed. I believe respect for origins is what differentiates fusion from mere experimentation. Agreed, and that's why every time I introduce a new fusion in my dishes, I aim to also inform myself about the cultural background associated with that particular cuisine. It sort of humbles you, doesn't it? Absolutely. It's a gentle reminder of the journey a dish has taken over centuries and across continents to get to our plates. A testament to the rich tapestry of our shared culinary heritage. Right. So here's a thought, Chloe. Maybe that's why, at its core, food is so powerful. It feeds more than just our bodies. It preserves stories, intersects cultures, and builds connections. And that, I believe, is true fusion. It's fascinating how food can quite literally become an edible journey through history, isn't it? But what I often find when creating fusion dishes is a profound sense of responsibility to honor the culinary traditions I'm borrowing from. 
Don't you find that to be the case, Evelyn? Absolutely. With fusion cuisine, I think understanding is key. When you're blending two distinct cuisines, you're not only combining flavors and techniques, you're weaving together stories and histories. So there's this obligation, isn't there, to do it respectfully. I absolutely agree, Evelyn. I remember trying out a fusion recipe once, a blending of Korean and Mexican cuisines. I made sure to go back to the roots of each dish, understanding the cultural significance of each ingredient. It took a while, but it was definitely worth it. That is actually an interesting point, Chloe. Creating fusion dishes isn't just about innovation. It comes with a certain degree of humility. It's about acknowledging that we're stepping into a culture different from our own, and that we have something to learn from it. Exactly. It wasn't just about creating something tasty, but authentically creating something that honored both cuisines. That's the thing about fusion, isn't it? It's a testament to our shared histories and cultural evolution, and yes, I agree. It's important that we approach it with humility and respect. And yet that doesn't mean we have to sacrifice our own creativity. In my eyes, fusion cooking is about a respectful dialogue between cultures, honoring traditions while exchanging ideas. Don't you think? Absolutely. The heart of fusion lies within that respectful exchange, and that's what makes it such a rich and fascinating area of culinary exploration. It kind of brings to life the very tradition of culinary wisdom being passed down generations, doesn't it? Speaking of our own fusion explorations, I've had my fair share of hits and misses. Remember the time I made that daring Korean-Mexican chimichanga for my friend's party? Oh, yes. You told me about that. And weren't they a bit divided on the result? Indeed they were. Some absolutely loved it, could not get enough of their sweet, spicy, crunchy bites. Others looked at me like I had just served them alien food. It was a fun experience, though. Certainly broadened my palate and gave me an interesting story to share. Plus, I made sure I was respectful of both cuisines while creating that dish. I love that story. My own fusion journey has been quite the experience as well. There's more room for customary experimentation in my profession, and trying my hand at cocktail fusion was quite the revelation. There was this one time I combined the sharpness of tequila with the subtle smoothness of the Korean plum wine, and it was a surprising hit. That sounds so interesting. I've never thought of combining those flavors. But it makes sense. Proves that unexpected combinations can come together appealingly, doesn't it? Absolutely. And it's not always about getting it right the first go. There's a lot of trail, error, and learning involved. But through it all, the most important part is to understand and respect the essence of the cuisines you're working with. Speaking of culinary experimentation, we'd love to hear from you all about your experiences with fusion cuisine. When was the last time you mixed and matched different cuisines, and what was that like? I'm sure our listeners have some great stories to share. Perhaps you encountered some unexpected combinations that turned out amazingly, or maybe an experiment didn't go quite as planned. Either way, we're excited to hear your stories. Yes, fusion cooking can lead to some surprise hits and some not-so-successful attempts. And both can teach us a lot. Remember, it's not just about getting it right, but also about learning and growing through the process. Absolutely. And don't forget, part of the joy in fusion cuisine is how it captures the diverse flavors and traditions of the world. Each successful fusion experiment is a testament to the global culinary harmony we can achieve when we respect and understand different cuisines. Speaking of fusion cuisine, Evelyn, you've got a unique burger recipe that you once shared with me. And it's not what you'd typically expect, right? 
Exactly, Chloe. I remember we were just casually chatting about fusion dishes, and I mentioned about this Korean-inspired burger. It's a fun little twist on the traditional American burger. Oh, I recall. It was intriguing because you mentioned using traditional Korean flavors like kimchi and gochujang, right? Right. So instead of your standard burger toppings, imagine biting into a juicy burger piled with spicy, tangy, and slightly sweet toppings. The crunch of the fermented kimchi coupled with the heat of gochujang really adds a delightful kick to it. And guess what? The patty is marinated in bulgogi sausi, which gives an umami-rich depth of flavor. Sounds mouthwatering? Now I'm curious, how did you come up with this Korean-inspired burger? Well, it was more of an impromptu idea, honestly. I was hosting a small gathering and had promised everybody burgers. Then I realized I was out of standard toppings, but had this stash of Korean condiments. So, in the spirit of culinary improvisation, I put two and two together, and it was a hit. But just throwing random ingredients together doesn't always work, does it? What's the trick to maintaining the balance when incorporating traditional flavors? Great question, Chloe. The trick, I believe, is not to overpower the dish, but enhance it. Start with one main ingredient and then add complementary flavors that enhance it, not drown it. For example, the bulgogi marinade brings depth to the beef, while the kimchi and gochujang add a tangji, spicy contrast. The process is the same. The flavors are different, making it an adventurous yet comforting culinary experience. Jumping off from your question about maintaining balance, Chloe, I think one fusion cooking technique I've gone back to over and again is fusion grilling. Fusion, grilling, do tell. Imagine a simple American barbecue, you know, barbecue sauce glazed on a rack of ribs, right? Now replace that with, let's say, an Asian-inspired glaze, maybe a miso paste or a gochujang-based glaze. You can even throw in some lemongrass for that Southeast Asian twist. It looks familiar, but it tastes so intriguingly different. That's fusion grilling for you. Interesting. So it's like you stay true to the cooking technique, grilling in this case, but the flavors take us on a world tour. What else works? Well, another method that I have realized works well is flavor layering. Think of it like dressing up for different weather conditions. Everything should work in harmony. Start with a simple base. It could be a broth, dough, or a salad. And then add elements that speak of a different cuisine. It could be as simple as using a Brazilian vinaigrette on a Greek salad, or adding Mexican chili to a French ratatouille. The key is to keep it simple and not overwhelm the dish with too many contrasting flavors. I think that makes sense. That's almost like engineering a dish, layer by layer. I'm quite intrigued by this analogy of dressing up for different weather conditions. Sounds like a fun challenge to take on in the kitchen. It certainly is, Chloe. But remember one thing. Experimentation is central to fusion cuisine, but don't toss out the guidebook. The rules of cooking still apply. If something doesn't traditionally pair well together, it probably won't in a fusion dish either. Play around with flavors, but respect the cuisine and the ingredients. Got it. To recap, fusion grilling where you use the same method but switch around the flavors, and flavor layering where you start with a simple base and keep adding subtly different elements. Sounds achievable for the home cooks out there. Let's start by dispelling a common myth. Fusion cuisine doesn't just mean throwing together ingredients from different cuisines and hoping for the best. It's a meticulous process, requiring careful ingredient selection and a thoughtful approach to combining spices and seasonings. As an engineer, that approach resonates. So tell me, how do you choose your ingredients? Well, it depends on the dish, of course, but the rule of thumb is to ensure that the flavors don't clash. That's where my knowledge of different spices and their impact comes into play. 
For instance, if I'm attempting Italian-Mexican fusion, I'd avoid pungent ingredients like blue cheese that could overwhelm the Mexican elements, opting for a milder cheese instead. Interesting. And what about spices and seasonings? Ah, that's where the magic lies. Mixing spices from different cuisines can be risky, so you need to know which spices blend together. Say you're mixing Chinese and Indian flavors. The warmth of Indian spices like cumin or coriander can balance the subtle heat of Chinese five spice. I see. It's not just about the ingredients, but also about their interplay, right? Exactly. Fusion cuisine urges us to step outside our comfort zones, to experiment while still respecting individual flavors. Unlikely combinations like Thai curry pasta or a Korean-inspired poutine may seem daunting at first, but remember, the beauty of fusion lies in its unpredictability. Certainly a dream for the daring chefs out there. I'm certainly ready to start experimenting with these fusion cooking techniques at home. Do you know what intrigues me, Chloe? The exciting uncharted territory that future fusion cuisines might explore? We see chefs mixing Latin and Scandinavian, Moroccan and Japanese, or how about Peruvian and Korean? The possibilities are as vast as the world's map. That's an enthralling thought, Evelyn. I can only imagine the potential flavors there. I am envisioning something like a whipped and zesty Nordic feta topping over, let's say, an enchilada stuffed with smoked salmon. There is an undeniable thrill in awaiting the onset of such culinary innovation. That's the spirit. And, as a lover of cocktails, I won't be surprised if we see more fusion beverages. Maybe a cocktail with sake and whiskey. It could be the new age wine and cheese of the mixology world. It's also interesting to contemplate how this fusion trend might influence how we source our ingredients. With the ease of access to global cuisines, the demand for varied, rare, or unique ingredients is bound to increase. This could lead to a potential rise in urban farming or new farming technologies. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, Chloe. Fusion cuisine could indeed drive a shift in sustainable food sourcing. We could see rare spices planted in indoor gardens or exotic fruits grown in regional farms— it's transformative on so many levels. Undeniably, Evelyn. In any case, I'm curious to see how food enthusiasts and home cooks embrace fusion cuisine. Will it drive a sense of global togetherness, a respect and understanding for diverse cultures? Only time will tell. Such an embracing thought, Chloe. One can only hope that as dishes meld together and flavor profiles merge, people do too. Food always has been, and I believe will continue to be, a powerful bridge across cultures. Well, Evelyn, we've set the stage for our listeners to experiment with fusion and brew their own concoctions. Exactly, Chloe. I think it's important to remember that fusion is much more than just blend of flavors. It's about being curious and respecting each ingredient's story. Couldn't agree more, Evelyn. Keep in mind that fusion recipes are a pivot of invention and appreciation, not a random jumble of ingredients. As they say, understanding the origins is as essential as the innovation. While it's delightful to think that our listeners might try blending rustic American flavors with the zestful notes of Korean cuisine, or try the sophisticated blend of French and Chinese, it would be interesting to know their personal creations. Absolutely. The recipes they share with us might just inspire our next episode. And who knows, some of these could revolutionize the culinary scene. So think of your kitchen as a canvas and ingredients as your paints. And remember, the culinary world is a stage set for limitless fusion explorations. Just scribble with spices, sketch with sauces, and paint with flavors. So until next time, keep experimenting and stay tuned.